Hey there, folks. Thank you for joining. Today, we are going to be talking about e-commerce and some different things that I've come across and stumbled onto that I knew, but I have recently felt like more and more of you are asking about e-commerce, kind of making payments and how people might think of these. And I just wanted to cover some tips on things that I feel like people miss out on, um, little problems and hiccups. And this does relate well to um, some of the other workshops that you're, you're probably getting on, as well as the ones that I run around um, SEO. So yeah, this is going to be a wonderful one for you if you're into e-commerce. So yeah, let's get straight into this. Hi there, folks. Thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit more about, actually, apologies if the sound levels are off. I've done multiple of tests uh, and I've just tried my best to make this background sound kind of all right. I still feel like I'm shouting a little bit, so I'm going to turn it down. But yeah, I just feel like, yeah, this is kind of my routine now, isn't it? Um, I really wanted to talk to you today about e-commerce. So that's how I should have led, really. Uh, e-commerce is an interesting area and I think I've had a couple of different conversations recently so I feel like I can normally discuss this stuff having built uh, a few e-commerce sites previously and when I say built a few what I mean is that I actually have done a couple or more but also done Spotify and the, the other ones that I've done where I've built, um, I've essentially built websites that have these e-commerce style plugins. So with those kind of plugins, I think that WooCommerce is the main one on WordPress and it sort of enables you to really customize certain features. So in terms of the actual um, overall thing, it's really, really interesting because it, WooCommerce just allows you to do so much with uh, the WordPress that you've already got. And then that's kind of the beginning of the dawn, I think, for a lot of people, because not a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to do an e-commerce website and then realize that they actually have to bother about tax. They actually need to find out about um, packaging and how that is how that works. A lot of people don't think, oh, I need to put time constraints or policies in place, or promise people a turnaround of so many days. And yeah, you kind of do. And I think the reason for that is, <laughs> just nudge my computer there and knocked it off its perch. I think that the reason for this is pe people often think, I want an e-commerce site because they want to sell stuff. So when they think about selling stuff, they tend to think about their, their, their purchase or their, the person's purchase or what they want to sell and what goes into it. And then people don't often think about the layout of a product. And I think people do know like Amazon or eBay or whatever it might be, you have like product descriptions and the different things in different ways. But often what we tend to see is people that are social enterprises, business startups, entrepreneurs, they come at this and they come at this with what they want, with their mindset. And the first rationale is kind of out the door of what information is it that persons want that you feel that's important? Is it all there? Is it clear? Is it accessible? And is it laid out in a certain way? So often uh, some people like to have their information on a description tab or an extra tab. And it's that kind of stuff that 
I think Shop- Shopify does a really good job of pulling together. And I think some of the more recent challenges I've had with e-commerce was my particular gap. Well, no, sorry, not gap. Other people's particular gap in knowledge and my ability to plug the gap. And when I think of e-commerce, I think of, I need to promise to sell someone's products. And I don't, I just need to make their website good enough and they need to go off and do the sales and not necessarily me. Um, but I take it to heart. I take it personally. I kind of think, yeah, I want to build them the best. Um, you know, I want to build them a site that is what they want. And often I think what's tricky and the bit that I fall into is what does that person want? So when you ask yourself what you want, I think it's really hard to then implement and ask for that help or pay someone to do that work because what I've seen on both sides of the tendering process in delivering and pushing something through is that often the person that wants something says they want something and they want it to be shown this way and then they also want people to click on it and actually in that language somewhere is a differentiation of, oh, actually, we don't want the price to come up first. So it's a gallery or it's it's a soft selling lifestyle element to the sales funnel, which is then visualized. And then it pushes people onto buying. And a lot of people don't think like that. A lot of people then kind of go, oh, but it's too many clicks to get to the buying. And then it's like, okay, well, we need to remove some of these other pages or some of these steps. And some of the hard work that might have been put in by developers, for example, that, that's just straight out the window. And I think what's really interesting is that when that happens, um, it's going to cost the person who's putting the bill at the end. It's cost the time. And even in my situation, when it doesn't cost time, it's more a case of it costs my time. <laughs> like it still costs my time. Whether it's monetary value or not, um, I'm going to spread myself out to make my time more consistent so that's the way website development companies and designers people do coding whatever they do that's the way they think how do i spread myself out so i don't spend all my time on one because i need to be firing off multiple things so i think it's really interesting to get in that headspace and kind of go okay yeah i could do that because yeah it's just really interesting and i think when you're looking at the way that e-commerce sites work, people do have that initial problem of, I want this and this. And then the, the, the very kind of language that they use, and that's being heard by often developers or people that are technically minded, sometimes me as well, or often me. Um, and you kind of sit there and go, okay. And you hear something, that's very different to what the business owner wants. So I've been in a situation once where we said, we want this page. We want this page to have a format like events where we're going to put all the event info and then we want people to book into them and then kind of do that. And we want people to book there. And actually that tells the developer you want them to build um something that is an events page where you can post the pages they appear and the format is image title date place 
um, box thumbnail click through to the page the page also has a book now the book now then has a system that allows you to book in the back end has you the ability to have a look and uh, dial have a look at who's booked on the course um, and a scheduling time um, a live time end of date of sales time all of that stuff but i know for a fact that often people come at that and say the very simple thing and actually what they mean is they want people to book on i book and that for that to be tracked somehow so as it gets tracked they know it's tracked but the actual booking will happen on eventbrite or some other third party app and that's possible but the developer doesn't hear it that way so i think sometimes that can be really challenging um and i i've received this kind of that that very simple language that is actually highly technical at the same time. And I think that's a really big challenge. Um, so when it comes to e-commerce, a few times I've come across, we've got this product or this thing that they're selling and they want it to be sold and they're going to, that they want that to be shown. Well, firstly shown is different to sold uh, because it's not e-commerce, it's an image or it's a gallery. So even then when you move it on to, you want to sell it, then what tends to happen is the next kind of thing that I want to talk about, which is um, slugs. <laughs> slugs are not slugs. They are URLs or links. And particular links should be built in certain ways. And this is something that I gloss over because I just think, okay, that's built that way. But actually there's a whole search engine optimization thing that goes alongside that. And often I would miss that because I kind of accept the, the format that someone's given and I don't critique it. And that's something that people do miss out a trick on is being able to ask of that because you're not aware of it as a business owner. So that's difficult. But I know that if I was maintaining a site, I would overview it at some point in that year, um, suggest that the site architecture and uh, hierarchy does need to be addressed. So, yeah, that that's kind of interesting, I, I suppose. But a lot of people do miss that idea of whatever you call your product. Some people call it some wacky, strange things or oversimplified. And I think just having that understanding that that title is going to be searched for just for that. And then a lot of people get confused with the metadata at the or, or the alternative descriptions, the, the kind of stuff that you put into the alt description or the caption. And actually some of that could be put into the title um, because it needs to be healthy enough. So a coffee bag might be all right, but if it's eco-friendly, grade three strength, Colombian premium coffee, I mean, that could be a title. Um, it also is descriptive, but if that title allows you to identify that image and that product, then that's what you need to do. But you need to identify it as the product, but also understand that coming back to this thing about the slug, the slug, the URL, the link will be titled that. And although I make that suggestion, you might then look at it and go, that's just too long. So
Yeah, so you might you might say that's uh, that's, that's just too long. And I think that's like a, a whole nother argument. So if you think those links are too long, then it's kind of important to address links that are too long. And, and it's important to say, hey, let's change that up and let's make a note of that link and understand that link you've created, that, that product is important. And the other thing on e-commerce that's uh, missing sometimes is that understanding of that link is the thing to be promoted. So often what I see is um, when we talk about shops, um, people often do campaigns. So when you have a category or a tag, however you do it, typically categories. So you categorize things as um, a series of this series one and there's like five products in that series one and that could be any kind of seasonal element and um, so instead of series one it could be like autumn um and people businesses sometimes forget that needs to be categorized and that category is part of the link structure and that that allows people to then use the breadcrumbs to dial back and go i'm looking for these things and i think sometimes we when we build e-commerce we think of filtering more than we do maybe those links uh, and that that link structure is actually important and and then finally i think one of the biggest mistakes i often see on woocommerce or e-commerce sorry is because things like WooCommerce and e-commerce are so straightforward and people think, yeah, they get it. Again, it's that idea of really, really technical language, um, that, but it's very simple to them, but it's really quite technical. So the, the understanding that actually going in to create these pages is fine, not giving them thought, but thinking I need to do this and this is fine, but then going back and changing it does change a lot. And a few of the sites have, I have to listen to um, the client, whoever it is, the customer. I have to build those sites. I have to suggest developments on it. And you just go with it because that's the demand. But what people miss is then, oh, why am I not ranking on Google? Why has this keyword or this thing that's in the title, why is it not coming up? And it's because the thing you're looking for existed, but it doesn't exist. It used to do and because you've rushed through things or you've not strategically thought about them because you've not planned them because we've gone off and delivered them and i want this and we're going to do that yeah go on let's do that then that that means you're getting the job done and you are on fire you are earning money but google sees that as a, a d classification there actually it sees there sees that as being devalued you just create a link and you've just depleted it not just depleted but just decommissioned it it's completely non-existent because you've changed the name so that means the original name is a link now google still thinks that's a link but it doesn't exist so it's nowhere and i see this as a an issue that i've raised on a previous video and podcast um so if you go back and listen to some stuff about 301 and 404 redirects and how redirects are important um, I wrote a blog post on it at tntoast.org.uk. You can jump on that info right on this podcast. 
uh, on previous ones, or you can also follow me at Tea and Toast on Twitter at Tea and Toast. Uh, and there is information that I've given already. And I think that the, the layering that I'm giving it is that often with e-commerce specifically, people often do the same thing where they change names and titles or tags. And that's really cool. That's fine. But what I've learned recently, I've learned this a long time ago. Don't get me wrong. But I've actually seen the impact of it more and more and more. Some of the sites I've seen have 400 excluded pages and I'm looking through and trolling through and thinking, actually, a lot of these make sense and I can see why they're excluded and thank God they are. But then there's some that are trapped in there that are just hidden from view that I've had to wean out and try and debug because when I look at them, they're, they're 404s, they're proper errors. They are missing big problems and they are related to the same as the previous content I released, but I'm layering it with WooCommerce, e-commerce kind of stuff. E-commerce is the same in that you need to keep those links alive and consider how you're campaigning things. Have you put information out there that is just wrong now and ill? And I think the biggest time save that you could probably do is I'm, I'm, I'm eager often when I organize my files and my photography work. Um, I do lots of photography and not just for myself, but for others. And when I'm doing the image banks and I'm suggesting a site structure for like a structure for um, how you might save them internally, we tend to do yearly. But when you're looking at websites, blog posts need uh, to rank on SEO so often. Um, if you've been to the SEO workshop, one of the tips I give you is to look at um, how things are linking. So when you're looking at how things are linking, you're adding the year onto that, which is really, really great. And that works for storing your files. It doesn't, it works for blog posts, but it doesn't work for e-commerce. It just, it would make more sense for you to have autumn, winter, fall, whatever um, areas. And then when that gets changed and when it gets update, updated, people, or in particular Google, because yeah, that's that's been updated. That website is keeping up to date. It doesn't have old content on there. It's got new relevant content. And then it's the same as what I've te taught you already on that. Um, search engine optimization workshop. Look, we need to update that old stuff. So go back and bump up your freshness algorithm. Again, this podcast, this video is all about, um, by the way, yes, I am doing a podcast slash video on Spotify. So um, that's why you, you probably might see two versions of this. One's a video, one's a podcast. But coming back to this uh, SEO workshop that I've got coming up, it's the same kind of notes of what I give out for a website. I think the, the problem that people sometimes have is they treat e-commerce like it's a shop, like it's completely hidden and it's not, it has to be searched by Google. And there are other pages that are really important and crucial that might need to be there. And one of the things, for example, is this um, linking between pages on your site, big, massive boost up and you can do that with products like suggest 
different products through the power of linking. A little bit of text, link, boom, done. Uh, and that really ranks you. But then if you're going to, if you don't think of user journeys, if you don't think these things through, um, then they can get missed and you often have less of a fuller picture. One of the projects I supported and worked with, um, we were actually talking about ROI as in like return on investment, actual conversion rates. Um, and we boosted like more than 10% increase in sales. I'm not going to give away any more than that. Uh, and another one, we had a bounce rate, which went massive amounts that people people often see. Um, you typically tend to see 40, 50, 60 on lots of new sites or people that manage their own sites. And then when I got involved, we saw that and then we managed to get those bounce rates down to two great stuff uh, and user journeys are fully tracked. And I think that's the take home is don't rush into um, e-commerce sites talk a little bit more about what you're offering how that ties into and relates to what you've got and how you can tie in that content to upsell that on your existing stuff and then how, what that journey looks like for the individual uh, and how you're planning to put that forward I suppose as well so I've just given you a whole talk on sort of my thoughts on e-commerce uh, and some diff different things that have gone on more recently. And I thought, actually, it's a good time to talk about some of those things because more and more of you are coming up to us talking to um, us about content planning, putting your stuff self up there. But that, that moment of making a website kind of has peaked and jumped and a lot more people are jumping faster to e-commerce so i feel like this is a really really good time to make a video like this as well as that i'm feeling it i'm feeling the pressure from a lot of you who are uh, my clients because everyone's asking for this stuff now so if you're making some of those mistakes then you do need to rectify them um if you need any help and support then i do suggest you jump on any of my workshops or you can contact me yes you can contact me through here linkedin twitter is like the main place like i always say so jump on at tea and toast on twitter uh, and i just want to say big big thank you for anyone watching this please do support me by liking and following me uh, to hear more content thank you take care until next time see you soon